Hello and welcome to the Beyond the Lyrics podcast, where we hear songs and stories from Canada's up-and-coming musicians. I'm Amanda, and across the table from me is Sam, and we have a seat saved for you. All right, Amanda, well, this week we interviewed Juliana, and as we've heard through this interview and through her songs, she uses her own experiences to write vulnerable lyrics in her songs. Now, I do not like being vulnerable very much at all. Uh, How do you feel about it? I also hate it. Um, Yeah, (laughs) it's terrifying. Um, But I have come to appreciate it more, I would say, this year. I've been trying to practice it more, try some new things, try some new things creatively, try to tell people the truth about, you know, if I'm actually upset about something. And I would say it does, it is worth it, but it's Mm. still terrifying every single time. Yeah. I'm definitely not in that place. I still hate it. Don't appreciate it. And actually, even (laughs) in my own songwriting, I kind of try and hide my vulnerability uh, in a story of some kind, typically a love story. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I have just started writing a song and it's about missing my family who I now haven't seen for uh, just over two years. Mm. That song feels pretty vulnerable to me. Well, when I heard it, I remember that was my first thought. I thought, oh my goodness, Sam is being so vulnerable. Yeah. And I, even the thought of like introducing that song on a stage kind of uh, gives me a headache, but you write songs as well. Uh, So how do you deal with vulnerability in your songs? Yeah, I've only just started songwriting this year. And I would say that my songs are very vulnerable. My songs Mm. are me trying to process hard things in my life. Um, And my way of dealing with that vulnerability in my songwriting is that I haven't let anyone hear the songs yet. (laughs) (laughs) If you just don't publish them, they're vulnerable songs that just people don't hear. (laughs) Maybe I could do that then. There you go. I think I could handle that. Um, Well, maybe let's get to our interview with Juliana Jones. And we're going to start with her first single that she wrote, which is called Stranger. photographs of the memories we used to have they all tell a story of how in love I once was who'd have thought that this day Juliana, thank you so much for joining us. We just heard your first single called Stranger. So you released that in January 2019. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Tell us a little of your journey uh, to getting to that point. Um, It was quite a journey, I will say. Um, It started with a couple of, uh, I guess, weird but interesting 
demos, I will say, it kind of stemmed from um, a relationship that I was previously in. Um, you know, everyone kind of has that bad relationship that kind of teaches them a lot through that. And you kind of realize that you started as strangers and then you get to really know somebody. And then when you look back at it, um, you're kind of just not where you were before. You kind of see them as a stranger again. So mm -hmm. it kind of gave me a new perspective on <clears throat> human relationships, I think. And that intertwine of how you meet so many different people and how they can, you know, change, change your life for good, um, change it for the not so good. <laughs> um, and just kind of having that, that wave. Um, so I think for me to get to that point, um, musically, I think it was the experiences that I've been able to have prior to, you know, the writing ability and really just writing out a bunch of randomness before to kind of clear my head and kind of have a really good vision on what I wanted. Um, and then I wrote it in my uh, old student house on a really crappy piano. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a 40 minute cry sesh, <laughs> basically with one of my good friends. And uh, I wrote Stranger. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's when the best inspiration comes. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's so important. Like people really try to not focus on this, the bad parts of of life even. And I think it's super important that we kind of, you know, recognize that there's so many good things that can come from a bad situation. And one of them could potentially be a great song. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that's one way of looking at it. Definitely. So we've heard that song and we're going to be hearing a couple more later. Uh, how do you find the process of songwriting? I think it varies. It varies on a different, different projects. If it's for, you know, if you're co-writing, if you're writing for yourself, I was, uh, you know, lucky enough to have a lot of, of time to really reflect on the way that I wanted to go about my own songwriting. And then with co-writing, I think it's super important to kind of have an idea of, um, if you're going into a co-write, for example, um, you kind of go in with some ideas. Um, and then, you know, you don't even have to have those ideas come to, to come to life through that through that right either um but I think it's super important to kind of have like a a good idea obviously some things to write about um and every process is different like I said like different projects and stuff it could come from um literally anywhere I've had many many months <laughs> within COVID actually where I had a like writer's block for a month and I wasn't able to write anything and then I was in I guess from September to February time, I guess that's like a six-ish month period um, where I wrote like five-ish songs that are going to be released later. Yeah. Do you prefer writing alone or collaborating? Most of the songs that are on um, cue for me to release have been uh, self-written. Um, mm. I like to take a lot of inspiration from um, situations that I've been through or my friends have been through or my family's been through or things that I've seen like happen to a circle that's not really necessarily around me um, could be even like a world event or something um, and I try to bring that into um, light in something that I can you know relate to it to some extent I feel like it's super important especially within COVID we haven't had a lot of human interaction to be able to bring that to life still with mm -hmm. um writing some songs that, you know, could potentially really help somebody. Yeah, that's great. So who are some of your musical influences? 
Um, it varies. I have a lot, <laughs> but I think the main, um, that I've kind of just stuck true to as far as the most relatable, my, like my voice type would be mm-hmm. more so like Ariana Grande, um, Jasmine Sullivan. Um, those are two mm-hmm. like main influentials for me, um, as well as like Demi Lovato. Um, those three are kind of my vocal cap I would say just because it's mm-hmm. they I definitely resonate very highly with their voice because they have such powerful voices and I've been lucky enough to be blessed with a powerful voice as well so having that relationship and kind of seeing how they're taking themselves um vocally as well as songwriting because they do write a lot of their songs as well or they go into a lot of co-writes they can actually take that with them too and use that to their advantage right because I think when you're kind of writing your own song it's it's cool to see like you can actually play with your voice when you're writing as well. Like, can you do a, can you do a powerful riff here? Can you do, you know, ad libs and all that, you know, use that to your advantage, the strengths of your voice and then, mm-hmm. you know, help with the weaknesses. You kind of go into a, you know, the writing session or you're working by yourself. You kind of see like, what are my strengths and weaknesses and what can I take with that? And I, I think that's something that they, they speak you know, highly of as well, when they kind of go and talk about their experiences, when they, when they go into the studio or they're doing their thing, it's super important. So those are kind of my, um, those are some of my influences. Yeah. Yeah. You do have a powerful voice. The first time I heard your music, I was like, I need some breast support advice from that woman. (laughs) (laughs) I can give it to y'all guys. (laughs) Amazing. So we started with your first single from uh, January 2019 and your most recent single is called uh, Can't Help It, which we are going to listen to now. But before we do, we're going to hear from our sponsor. Hey, Amanda, how much does a ticket cost? A ticket for what? The gun show. You look like you've been working out. Well, thanks for noticing. I have been. I've been in a transformation program with my coach, Victoria, during the pandemic. That sounds amazing. The only working out I've been doing is flexing my finger to order pizza. (laughs) Well, I've been eating a fair share of pizza myself. That's been one of the best things about working with Victoria. Her plans are all about working in real life and being maintainable. It's not a crash diet at all. She teaches you how to portion your food, manage your thoughts, and build habits the right way. I'm seeing consistent results and I'm not starving or drinking only shakes or anything crazy like that. That sounds pretty great actually. Usually when I diet, I just cut out all carbs and eat salads for two days and then completely fall off the wagon. I used to do the exact same thing. It's so different for me now after working with her. She really takes the time to get to know you. Her meal plans and workout programs are tailored exactly for you. She does one-on-one strategy calls with you to work through any struggles. You do weekly check-ins and she gives you all the tools and lessons you could possibly need. Her mindset work has been the best part. I can honestly say I don't hate my body anymore and it's not from my body changing, it's from my mind changing. If you would like a coach that gives you the tools to change your body and your thoughts about your body and get $100 off of coaching, go to www.victoriajigalov.com. That's Victoria, G-E-G-A-L-O-W.com and use promo code BEYOND100. Now let's get to that song.
Right, so that was your newest single can't help it which came out in june uh what inspired this song uh so this song was actually written in 2019 i think it was like september time and me and my good friend garrett lejoie um a hamilton bass singer songwriter uh does a lot of music production as well he's actually done the production for this song as well um we had gotten to a co-write session because we were just talking about how we wanted to um get into a session we haven't done one before this was like before any of the other songs I had actually released um were done before uh, Stranger because that was the first one um we went into a writing session and it was pretty chill we went, didn't really have a lot of high expectations for it to be honest um he came with a um really cool guitar like melody just a couple chords uh, he kind of threw together and it kind of just wrote itself um the night before, uh, I actually ended up seeing a video, which I think kind of inspired the, the theme of the song. Um, you know, if you play with fire, you kind of get burned, right? So um, I had seen a video that's, that someone had said, and I wrote the quote down, but I, I, for the life of me, cannot find it still to this day. I don't even know where, it, where I would have wrote, written it down, but I know that I wrote it down somewhere. And um, it was something around the lines of you can't help someone who basically doesn't want to be helped essentially mm. um, in regards to you know they lit the house on fire and you can't help the person who doesn't like want to fix themselves essentially in that sense so when we went into this writing session it so happened that I was going through kind of the same situation um, in a semi-relationship standpoint um, very confusing relationship and it was interesting to say that I could could tie that into the video that I watched previously. And then, you know, having that vision from my end, but then explaining that to Garrett and kind of pulling through what he would think on his end. And then having mm -hmm. two visions of the same situation, like come together in a way that kind of really spoke. We're here in 2021, a couple mm -hmm. years later, when I thought it was going to be released before, kind of went through a whole tumble phase if you will uh, went from producer to producer and you know ended up back in Garrett's lap which I think uh, benefited everybody involved um, and we worked on the song and we kind of finished it and then uh, it's here it is it's, it's out now <laughs> 
So um, we love hearing what musicians are passionate about. Uh, and you shared with us that you're passionate about representation of women in the music industry. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, I think the past couple of years has kind of really shaped my vision on that. And I think also, you know, being one of the, you know, five females uh, when I went to school at Mohawk College, I think there was about like five to seven females in the program and like 50 some odd guys. So it was very a male dominated um, situation, which I think is, it's, it's kind of to be expected, but I think what, what my goal is to really focus and show that being a musician and being a female is possible without having to be, you know, at par with what society deems as a good artist for a female or what we should look like, what we should sound like and all of those kinds of expectations that, you know, society and social media, you know, especially kind of puts pressure on a lot of, especially young females and anyone Mm -hmm. else who identifies. I think it's super, you know, important to really showcase that that's not really normal. That's not something that we should really consider normal. It's something that's really just the acceptance of like of that, who you are and, you know, you can make what you want and make the art you want, write about the art that you want and the situations that you've been through and really just kind of focus in and, and be that, be that powerhouse for someone, be that outlet that someone can relate to. And that's a lot of the things that I like to write about in my music. It's been a journey, but I think the past like couple of years has really shaped like my vision on what I want, I think for myself and what I want to represent to the next generation. And even people who are like my age and older, like having and knowing who you are, like being really self accepting. And I'm still going through that phase too. I'm, I'm only 23. So being able to kind of still have those years behind me, but then also look at the years ahead of me and still focus in that there's so much more positive stuff that we can do rather than focusing on the negative. Yeah. I think you're talking a lot about freedom, right. Mm. And this idea to be who you are. And in that way, you're actually giving people, um, the power to be who they are. Exactly. And you're showing them what's possible. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's really great. Thank you. From what we've heard you say your songs are so honest and raw and they seem to be very mm-hmm. real yeah um, so i think it all kind of ties together about just being yourself yeah. how does that play out when uh you play live does it does that feel particularly vulnerable uh as you stand there on a stage and sing these songs and try and give this message to people i think it it definitely does to a certain extent i think it's not necessarily i think for like the song as it is more for when we're done the song if that makes Mm. sense the break Mm. when you're done the song speaking is more terrifying than getting up on stage and singing a song for me (laughs) so (laughs) I think in a sense of um like having the separation is is for me is I I love just being able to go on stage and just sing and I think that really resonates when it comes to my own original music as well. I love doing covers, but I think like when it's my original music, it's really nice to connect more. Actually, someone the other day told me that they had heard my song and they heard the same, um, the same gig, but they heard a cover song that I did and then my own original. And they had, it was my friend's mom actually had said that my voice type changed. 
And I think mm-hmm. I, I, I clicked with that a little bit and I was, wow, I was kind of like, wow, I never realized that, but it's kind of true. Like, I feel like I can connect more with my, with my songs and be that person. Cause I've written about that. That was something I experienced or something again, like it was an experience around me of some sort that I can mm-hmm. kind of speak upon and be very like, this is the situation. This is, you know, and be very vulnerable with it. And I think being on stage and playing live, um, it speaks really highly to my musicianship of connecting with everyone in the room. And I think that's super important as a musician is to really like connect with everyone, even there, if they're in the far, far back or if they're super close, like up front in the stage. And I think for every, every venue and, you know, festival or wherever you play is super different. You're going to have a different audience response every time, but I think it's super important and cool to kind of see the difference every time where someone mm-hmm. can be like, that song really hit me hard because this, or, and I've gotten a lot of people like different responses from a lot of different people where they've said these things. And it's, it's been, you know, interesting to see what people resonate with more or less. And I think playing live connecting with the bandmates too, who play with me um, and just seeing like everyone can kind of be really receptive of it and just be really, yeah, like accepting and, and everything in that regard. Yeah. So next, uh, we're going to hear bad for me. Uh, but before we do that, tell us where's the best place for people to find you. Um, my Instagram is at Juliana Jones. I post quite frequently on that social media platform, um, on everything else. I'm also Juliana Jones official. Um, and my website is actually in rebrand right now. (laughs) So once it's live, uh, it'll be Juliana Jones (laughs) official.com. Thanks so much for um, chatting with us tonight, Juliana. This was so fun. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Now let's listen to Bad For Me. I told you, you were the one for me. You were my ecstasy. Baby, it's a call to me. I can't get you out of my brain making me go insane so i can let you go now you have all of me but still you play these games can't make up your mind you're cursing on my name i feel sorry boo boy you should That was the opening bit of Bad For Me. If you'd like to hear more of Juliana's music, find Juliana Jones wherever you stream your music and don't forget to follow her on Instagram. That was such a great interview. I actually thought it was really interesting learning about how women are so outnumbered in the music industry. Uh, I didn't know that before, but I definitely can relate. Going in my master's, I was one of very few women. So I just didn't know it was the same in the music industry. Yeah, it was really great to have her on and to hear from her. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Don't forget to subscribe and tell a friend maybe to check this out. Our opening music is by 5J Barrow and you can find them on Spotify. And join us in two weeks for our next episode to hear from Crystal McGrath, a country pop artist from Calgary, Alberta. See you there.